What up, y'all? It's been a while. It's been a minute. <laughs> well, we back like we never left. Welcome to episode 31 of Case Rotation. Uh, we're going to go ahead and call this season three. <laughs> uh, just season, like that. Yeah, just like that. We're on season three. We're on to new things. We're on to some bigger, better things. Um, how's everyone doing, man? There's a lot going on in the world right now. For one second, I thought I'm gonna get up, grab some water. But for one second, I thought when you said, "How's everybody doing?" Somehow, somebody was gonna respond. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I asked that. Like we could even feel the response at this time yeah oh yeah i guess read the room read the room <laughs> um well sorry i'm opening almonds yeah you wildin'. you ain't never did this much <laughs> stuff on, on set <laughs> it's been a while things have changed um this is quarantine style <laughs> that's true but um things have changed but yeah so we've been well, I guess quarantined like everybody else. Yeah. And um, it feels like it's been a month, right? Of quarantine? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. When's the last time we did this? Because uh, we were doing it last semester and going to the library. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a little studio. But I don't remember the last time we did it. So I don't even know where to start with this catch up. I think you might have to get a little closer. I'm not sure how we're picking up. Oh, can you guys not hear me? Again. They can't answer. <laughs> I guess. Read the room. Read the room. Oh my gosh. I'm acting like an amateur. Yeah, we don't have our microphone. So, okay. Oh, Long yeah, story okay. short, due to the quarantine, we felt that our, well, not our, but their, as in Tennessee's joke of a governor, was not taking concerns seriously uh, regarding this COVID 19 situation. Um, for example, like he just tweeted about a week ago and said, yeah, social distancing is working. However, we're not going to extend the stay at home order. And but, to be fair, he did extend it to May 1st, but he's not extending it any further. Right. Um, so that was like kind of troubling to us. And we just felt like in Tennessee as a whole, people weren't taking it seriously. People weren't, you know. Yeah, they just weren't taking it seriously. They didn't necessarily regard it in the way that we wanted them to. They weren't doing social distancing at the store. Yeah. They... Like, I don't know, like still congregating in groups and mm-hmm. just like, oh, it's just a hoax. It's just the flu. Mm-hmm. So they just weren't taking it as seriously as they should have been and probably still aren't. Right. So then that was just a reason for us to kind of like step away from there. Um, not so. that we needed a reason. Not- <laughs> <laughs> At least not me. Not that we needed a reason. Um, but it was also helpful to see how, you know, shout out to Governor DeWine has been handling this entire pandemic. Uh, makes me, as, I mean, I've always been a proud Ohioan, but the way that he's handled the pandemic has made me even more proud to be an Ohioan. And really quick about that, I know a lot of people have a like, great disdain for him, which I don't feel like is unwarranted. But I do think it's worth mentioning that... Um, you know, politics aside, when you're in the middle of a pandemic, I feel like leadership is what's most important. Agreed. And I mean, coming from like a state where the leadership was like non-existent, it is nice to be in Ohio and to be like, okay, like he's taking it seriously. He's listening to scientists. He's listening to healthcare workers and like He's actually taking our lives into consideration and not just money. So I understand like a lot of people don't like him because of like his 
his beliefs on abortion, which I don't agree with with his beliefs either. But I do think that, yes, the bar is obviously to the floor. Yeah, because I mean, we're like excited for somebody to do their job, but I mean that's just the reality. Yeah. So I do think it. You are able to exist in both places of like Dewine is doing a good job, but I don't agree with all of his politics. Right, and that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like I definitely don't agree with all of his politics. Like as you see on Twitter, I'm no uh, stranger to expressing how I feel politically. Um, but at the same time, like. I think it's very easy to kind of get caught up in the policy and caught up in, you know, everything that he's doing wrong. It's easy to kind of nitpick, but you still got to give credit where it's due. Like he's doing much more than our, well, than y'all's president is doing. Um, He led the charge on shutting bars and schools down. Like he's just really, and you know, of course, you know, people may have their opinion and say, yeah, he's trying to springboard to a presidency campaign, blah, blah, blah. It's like, even if he is doing lives, yeah, he's still saving lives. I don't care what the agenda is at this point, for being honest. Because our curve is looking much more flat than other states. Yeah. So So it's like, if you're, you know what, if that's what he's doing, he's doing a good job, at least working towards the job. Yeah, for sure. Of presidency. I know a lot of people are like, well, if we're saying he's doing more than the president, well, what is like what's that saying? I mean, I'm still saying it's a saying lot. Saying a lot. <laughs> the president of yeah. the United States isn't doing anything. Yeah. Yes, it is saying a lot. Like I don't understand. I don't understand the argument. I totally get not like I didn't vote for him. Whoever ran against for him, I can't remember his name. Dewine. I didn't vote for. Dewine. I didn't vote for Dewine either. But I mean, I definitely commend him. I think he's doing a great job, and that's what leaders do. I feel like that's what leaders do, no matter what political party you're a part of. When there's an emergency and your people need you, you step up and you do your job. Mm-hmm. And if if the president could have done that, I mean, I think, think <laughs> I don't. I was gonna say maybe I would respect him. I don't think so, but he got to do a I lot. I mean, he just would have been doing respect. his job, and that's what you do. You do your job. Yeah. So you do your job. So that's my bit about that. Yeah. And then, you know, just kind of a caveat to that. Um, I keep losing my train of thought. You can tell I haven't been podcasting in a while. <laughs> um, thinking about so many other things and my mind is going like 100 miles per hour. Oh, yeah, that's where I was going. Like not to be confused. Like we we're not wanting you guys to confuse us for DeWine supporters. Like I'm still 100 percent on the Warren way for 2024. Um, I would love to have DeWine as the Republican candidate, but all in all, like I'm a Yang Warren supporter, like either one of them, I'd love for them to be on the ballot and essentially, you like Yang? I like Yang. I love Yang. Yeah. Okay. I don't have anything to say to it. I, just... <laughs> I will. Okay. Maybe not love, but I'm, okay. he was definitely top three in this past, uh, crap you know yeah. <laughs> like it, my my ranking was bernie warren well bernie and warren kind of were neck and neck for one and two like they could switch it either that's why i was for me with them and then three was yang i don't know that i had a three i guess i kind of just like them too mm-hmm. yeah booty judge <laughs> no thank you uh who else um harris yeah, Harris was a good. She's a good. I, I'd prefer her as like a VP, though. I think I prefer make, her as Attorney General. Yeah, I think that that. One thing that I did hate that people kept calling her a cop, though. Yeah, like she's definitely not a cop, bro. And we need more black pro- prosecutors. Yeah. In general, um, we need more people who look like us in law enforcement and look look like us, but also look out for us as well. Yeah, I agree. 
like don't look like us but then be like oh okay well that's about it i'm just here for <laughs> representation yeah for sure but um <laughs> so oh i was gonna say one last thing about the dewine thing um i think it is easy to come from a place of from a perspective of um I don't want to say privilege, but we are surrounded by states. Oh, I guess in Tennessee, we're surrounded by states that aren't really doing anything. Like there hasn't even been a stay-at-home order in Arkansas, I think. Or yeah, if there know. if there is, it just happened. But it's just like the South is like gonna be destroyed with this. They're behind on everything, and man. so it's they just easy. Take nothing seriously. It's easy in Ohio to be like, oh well, I still don't like them, and it's just like I mean. I, I get it, but like he's doing so much to protect people. I'm not saying he's a good person or he has good politics, but it's just a place you're coming from a a very, not very privileged, but a privileged position because you have a governor who does care about you. Right. Yeah. And we were in a position where it's like, (laughs) we are our governor. We have to beg him like, Hey, please. Like, could you, we ain't our governor. We ain't, I don't vote there. I mean, the craziest part, he didn't even issue the stay at home order originally. Yeah. It was the mayor. Yeah, the mayor of Memphis. of Memphis, and then eventually he got like he got pressured into it, but mm-hmm. he doesn't want. He said it's working, but he doesn't want to extend it, which I don't because he's buddies with Trump, and so it's just like it is a place of privilege to be able to be like, well, yeah, we're out of school and we're being safe, but like I still don't like the guy, and like that doesn't mean like it's like we can comment when the guys like work. He's doing a good job. Yeah, he's doing a great job. Nobody from either side. I mean, I guess the Republicans have an issue with it. The, no, not the Republicans. The cult of Trump has a problem with it. But mm-hmm. Oh, there's also one other person that I would be good with being on a 2024 ballot, but no one would take him seriously. And that's Chris Cuomo. Not to be confused with Andrew. Oh. Chris Cuomo. Yeah. CNN I reporter. <laughs> I don't know why everybody's all on the the Andrew Cuomo thing. Like, I mean, he's doing a good job, but I don't know. But yeah, yeah Chris I want Chris Cuomo. Cuomo on that ballot, and he's he's breaking the simulation, man. He's been keeping it so real lately. He got Corona, and he was just like, "I'm done with this." Yeah, like, I'm done with this. He was, you know, giving great advice on how to fight Corona. Um, like, it didn't seem like it was coming from a place of privilege, I don't think. Like, it was more so, like, yeah, like, you've got to keep fighting. You've got to, you know, work through this. Um, so that definitely, like, gave me a bit of comfort, for sure. Is that every, all the politics yeah, that just, we want to jump into? Wait, there might be one, a couple other things on. As we were going through this, I'm like, man, I don't really want to talk about politics. Really? Okay. Well, real quick, I <laughs> but just we can. We totally Joe can. Biden. I mean... I'm, I hate the motto of um, He's better than Trump. vote blue or like, yeah, we, like it's better than Trump, like vote blue over anything, blah, blah, blah. I get the narrative. I get the message. But that doesn't mean, one, I have to be happy about the candidate. Two, that I just like, he doesn't have to earn my vote. Yeah. And AOC was talking about that. AOC is my favorite politician in the game. Really? Yeah. AOC is my favorite politician in the game. I look up to her. Like, I I think she's awesome. Can't wait till she writes a book. I can appreciate her relationship with Jesus and Mero. Yeah, she's just cool. She's young. She's like... She her, gets it. Her ideas are like progressive, extremely progressive. I just feel like that's what we need. But she was talking about um, Joe Biden hadn't, hasn't contacted her. And she was just saying like, we definitely need to defeat Trump. But 
I'm just not, you, you're going to have to earn these votes. And I think that he does kind of feel like, I mean, he's he's had the attitude over the campaign trail, or not the campaign, but um, when he was, when it was like all the candidates running and he was like, okay, well, like, you don't have to vote for me. It's like, you gonna have to lose that attitude. Because mm-hmm. like, people will sit at home and not vote. Facts. And it's As like, they've proven yeah. election after election. And even in the primary, it's like the little stunt that they pulled around Super Tuesday. It's like, we're not blind. Like, well, excuse me. I don't want to say that statement. Not that we're not blind. But we're not foolish. Mm-hmm. We just like, it's like you guys put all these behind the scenes moves to get him to be the candidate. And mm-hmm. we all saw it play out. Yeah. So I don't think that that was cool. But um, we're stuck with him. And that's fine. And yes, I'm going to vote for him. Am I happy about it? Not particularly. Um, but I do think that he needs to earn people's vote. And I do think he needs to, you know, work on his policies and the stuff that he, you know, the policies and stuff that he wants to enact. Because it's going to be hard for him, I feel like, to get those Bernie supporters. Even though Bernie's like, vote, tell hey, him Bernie to go to vote him. for him. It's just like, you got to earn it. Yeah. And, like, I mean, I will – some of the things that I was reading about Sleepy Joe in the past couple of weeks, like, he is looking at – he was looking at some more progressive policies such as um, canceling student loan debts for students who went to public schools. Um, that's not enough. What, you think that's enough? No, I went to a private school, so I absolutely don't think – That's why I say no. <laughs> that's why I'm like, it's not enough. I, I thought you were going to keep Oh, going. no, that was it. That's all oh. I am to say. That's not enough. Um, Yeah, not enough, <laughs> but like I think that's definitely like a good start. Um, Like it shows that he is trying. I mean, also he said – that he said public schools and he said um, historically black colleges, which pandering – like, that's very much pandering. It's like, stop with the pandering. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop. That's what annoys me about him. <laughs> He's a panderer for sure. I know people were like, you liked him when he was uh, Obama's vice president. No, I liked okay. Obama. I liked Obama. <laughs> I did like him. And I liked the way that he handled the debate with Paul Ryan, I think was his name. I forget I anybody know. who doesn't win. Um, but when he debated with Paul Ryan, I thought he demolished him. Whoever Mitt Romney's running mate was. Was that Paul Ryan? I don't know. But he worked him. Like, he was laughing at his face and stuff. Like, I found that so cool. Like, anytime he'd say something dumb, he just, like, bust out laughing. <laughs> and I just thought that he was such a troll for that. But it was, it, it worked. I don't look forward to seeing him in Trump debate. I know a lot of people do. I don't know why. I just don't. Because it's just like, I don't look forward to seeing him talk. Sometimes they like the same person to me. Yeah. It's like one's blue and one's red. Like, that's that's really the difference that I see sometimes. Yeah. Like, it's an old white man trying to talk about issues that they're not going to live long enough to be affected by. Or n- either of them are not affected. So it's yeah, just or they like, won't be affected. Whatever. <laughs> so they just argue on opposite sides of the coin. I'm tired of cis gender. Well, cis hat white males making the decisions for this country. Old. That's what. When I saw Obama's endorsement video, I was like, oh my gosh, like I forgot what it was like to like have a brown president and mm-hmm. like I'm like, this was nice to hear him talk. It just felt good. It was, yeah. I wish I was like this age when he was president. I feel like I would have enjoyed it more as opposed to being a teenager. I don't think I don't think we would have. Oh yeah, you're right. We probably would have been like, oh yeah. Yeah, because he, he had some accidents. <laughs> yeah, so maybe not. <laughs> so maybe it was fun yeah. to enjoy him and be nostalgic and be like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. we were teenagers and we had a black president. Okay, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, I think he can definitely garner like support and encouragement and excitement about his campaign 
if he picks a good VP, mm-hmm. Klobuchar is not the VP to go with, in my opinion. You like her? I love Klo. Oh. I don't want her to... I, I don't necessarily... Like, she's my third option VP? for VP. I was going to say. My third option. Um, Warren. Man, I just don't think he's going to pick her, man. I feel like it'd be smart. And I look, you don't want Warren... Because then what if he does something that damages the reputation? Or, like, you know, what if all of the scandals that he's had start to come out and affect her some way? Like, I don't want that to damage her her role to presidency in 2024. I mean, granted... I mean, I don't think she's going to do that. You don't? In 2024, if he gets elected, like, he'll run again. I think that's another reason why I don't want hers. Well, no, I guess, yeah. I guess... I guess I'm still kind of banking on the fact that he won't win. Well, let's bank on the fact that he will, because that's like what we I, cannot afford him to not. I can't even say that I want him to. Like, yeah, that's the part that's like, but it's like it's, and that's why it sucks. That's what sucks, like, because it's like you don't, you absolutely don't want the child in office to win. But like this guy's like, I mean, I'm not too excited. Yeah, but, but I think I'm still coming from the idea that. We're gonna have before. In my pessim like and, I, and that's so unlike me to be pessimistic, but in the think, pessimistic world, I'm kind of expecting another four. I think with what's going on and how deeply I know a lot of people think like, oh, like summer's just gonna be fine and this is gonna be over. I think once people start to see that like, oh, this ain't gonna be over anytime soon, I think that it will open a lot more eyes. Mm-hmm. And then I do think I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna get elected again. I think that's why he's scrambling. Like he even was talking about getting rid of student loan debt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you were talking about yeah. this. Like you're scrambling. Like he's yeah. panicking. I remember. Um, I can't remember exactly what the statistic was, but anytime that the economy has, you know, had a negative downturn, um, that person in office did not get reelected. So yeah, that does kind of give me hope. Yeah. So that's why, and I feel like he's banging on that. He was talking about, yeah, like, we're going to have NFL games this fall and blah, blah, blah. It's like, we may have them, but I don't think fans are going to be there. Right. Like, I think a he's lot bugging. of people are going to miss out on money and, like, a lot. I mean, Amazon, obviously, is this evil company that's not. But, like, yeah, they, uh, people are missing out on money. And when they when it starts to happen for too long, it's only been for, like, a month or so right now. But it's going to be longer. I mean, and people are already tripping. They're already protesting at the state house of Ohio, exactly like, and so it's like if he is pressured into opening it we'll be right back here in june it'll be worse more people will die and i mean eventually like we're going to have to like deal with the consequences that the president like laid for us yeah so it's just like that's what gives me faith that i don't think that he'll win again because i think that he really put his foot in his mouth with this Let's hope so. Let's really I know, hope so. and I really feel bad for like people who are dying from this. Like people, I know a lot of people are saying, "Well, these people had underlying conditions, and they would have died anyway." It's like, it don't matter, bro. It's That's like, so first off, one, how do you know that? Yeah. Two, why are you so like? How can you be so cold and closed off to be like, "Oh, well, this person was going to die anyway." Well, we're all going to die, right? So that's nasty. We're all going to die. We all have probably some underlying condition that we don't know about. Something mm-hmm. festering in us that just hasn't shown itself. Yeah. So like. And I also hate the narrative of like, I mean, we only lost like, you know, for example, only 33 people have died. It's like, bro, imagine if 
those were your family members or like if it was you like you wouldn't be saying that right like you quite literally wouldn't be saying it if it was you people are not even able to bury their loved ones they can't even go see them in the hospital they got a facetime it's just disgusting it's a lot of blood on his hands and like what if you don't have facetime what if you don't have right what if you don't have a phone like that's a very lonely way to go it's a privilege that even in that moment, there is a privilege. There mm-hmm. are people who don't have access to those things, who don't get to say goodbye. Yeah, for sure. So it's just like it's disgusting. I don't care how I know people are saying, well, more people die from blah blah blah. I don't, I don't care, care about that, bro. Like if we had a president who would have taken this more seriously from the beginning, such as the way that Obama did with H one N one, uh causing you know, implementing a state of emergency at when the cases were at twenty. Like we would have a much better head start on mitigating these risks. So, like I don't, I don't know. I don't feed into it. It's not a hoax. It's not a, a ploy to to get your guy out of office. Your guy is not qualified. Your guy sucks. We we've he's shown that we haven't even shown it. He's shown it so many times. The impeachment trial was not a distraction. It was what he deserved. And he should have been. He should have been, been impeached. The Republican Party, I feel like, is going to go crashing because they. I mean, even yesterday, he said he has total authority. The president has total authority, which is absolutely bogus. And it's like, have you ever read the Constitution? What do you think the governors are for? Like, you do not have total authority. You don't know. Right. You don't have anything. (laughs) You don't have anything. You just have control over your mouth and your cult. Yeah. And I think he's going to be the demise of the Republican Party. How can you respect the Republican And nobody's standing up and saying anything. Nobody's saying, hey, like, okay, this isn't reflective of, like, the Republican Party. Or we don't agree with this. Or this is not constitutional. You're all just going along with it and supporting your guy and getting rich off of all the business moves that he's making. It's dirty, man. On the deaths of so many Americans. It's so nasty, It's disgusting. And they will quite literally be on the wrong side of history. And when our children write about... These individuals in office at this time, like it's gonna be a sad case. Like, your they... legacy is gonna be damaged because y'all are following an idiot and supporting an idiot. Dummies. So. All right, sorry. But yeah, that's my political <laughs> two cents. The box doesn't typically get. I political. love politics. Mish loves politics, so like that's kind of where we differ. I kind of just damn I my love lane. politics. I'm more about the mental health side of things and and fixing some of the faults that politics creates. But vote. Definitely vote. vote for. I mean, I guess I can't tell you who to vote for, but vote, vote proactively, and look up candidates and do your research. And also, if you're in Columbus, Ohio, vote for Morgan Harper. Please vote for Morgan <laughs> Harper. Please, 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 please vote for um, Morgan Harper. Yeah, um, this is a Morgan Harper stan podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we don't stand often, we but don't. when we do, like, yeah, it's it's hard. So vote for Morgan Harper. Um, is that all the politics stuff I wanted to talk about? I think so. Bro, Morgan Harper is taking care of Southfield, bro. Like, that's all I needed to see. I bet. That's all I needed to see. And she got my vote. And she's not pro-gentrification. Yeah, I mean, she's just like a completely progressive candidate. and There's some incumbents who are pro-gentrification. Yeah, and she doesn't take, um, she doesn't take donations from, like, big corps or anything like that. Right. So... Yeah, okay. grassroots campaign. She's really tight. Okay, that was fun. Okay, so what are he on next? Um, well, I guess we could obviously talk about how we've been coping through COVID. Hmm. You want to go first? <laughs> sure, I'll go. I don't really have like 
Talk about talk about did you self care today? Talk about that. Yeah, so I'm working on this campaign. Did you self care today? Um, really, just aimed at making sure that we are, you know, quite literally taking care of ourselves, especially during this difficult time. Um, you know, whatever your self care hobbies may be, whatever that regimen may look like. Um, like I'm not sure. Like there's various different ways to implement self care. Like various different activities. For me, it's been gaming and it's been you know, binge watching some shows that I haven't caught up on. What are some shows that we've been watching? Um, Friends from College is really Love good. Oh, I, I started watching The Office. Yeah, I kind of left you. You did leave me. But She's now on season seven. Eight. Almost season, season eight, eight. And I'm on season two. Uh, so she quite literally left me. Um, I've also started Ozarks. That's been a pretty good watch. Um, I've seen like people are kind of gasping for straws. I also kind of watched more movies. Like I've, Fractured is a great movie on Netflix. Um, what else has been great? Coffee and Kareem has been awesome on Netflix. Uh, Point Blank, I like that movie. I've been watching that for some probably about a year now. Um, yeah, and like you know, rewatching some of the shows that I love, like Snowfall, been rewatching Jesus and Mero, Archer. Um, so that's my self care for sure. Binge watching things, uh, I've been doing a lot of you know, reading. Not necessarily reading that I'm interested in. Well, yeah, it's reading <laughs> because the research. I don't have I talked about my research on No, you haven't. You I sh- haven't. Oh, you my should. My whole topic has changed since that. then. Yeah. Yeah, it has. So, like, shout out to. Oh, you don't want to talk about it. No, I will. Okay. Shout out to my homegirl, Clary. Uh, she is one of my colleagues in my cohort at the university, and she gave me the idea that research. Well, not the idea, but she put the mantra in my head that research is me search. And from that, like it just definitely made me, you know, want to be more adamant about doing research that was not only beneficial to me, but was helpful to me, interesting to me and doesn't feel like work. And anyone who knows me knows that I am by and far a hip hop connoisseur with me being a hip hop connoisseur. I definitely felt that I needed to do something with my dissertation that implemented hip hop. Um, and of course that means that I have to do qualitative research versus quantitative research. And I'm, anyone who knows me knows that I'm much more of a numbers guy than like a wordsy guy. (laughs) So that was difficult decision for me to make. But at the same time, like it's beneficial because I feel like I can, what are you? You know, what's interesting. You just said that you're more of a numbers guy and and you're a wordsy than a wordsy guy. And I was thinking, wow, I'm more of a wordsy girl than a numbers girl, but we're doing opposite research. Yeah. (laughs) That actually is kind of funny. That's trippy. I didn't even think that about that. That tripped me out just now when you said that. I'm like, wow, he is a numbers guy. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I love numbers. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I love words. I love words. Yeah, I mean, if I, I could do math all day, like, I'd much rather do math oh, than, like, journaling bar. and reading and stuff. Fox, um, that was so... Why are we doing opposite research? I don't know. Maybe from, you know, just interacting with each other. Maybe and that's like funny. rubbing off, maybe. Like, that's that's really funny. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> but yeah, so uh long story short, my dissertation topic, I'm interested in creating a theory that encompasses the role that hip hop plays in the identity development of young black professionals and how hip hop can be used as an antidote to uh refrain from code switching in the workplace. The mouthful, but it's great. My research has been coming along great. Um, my chair and all of my classmates and, you know, my dissertation professor, like they've all been really hands on deck and like all 
in love with my topic so that definitely makes me feel really good about it um like they a lot of people have said that if they feel that it can really add to the literature and like be a really substantive piece of work that could save and help many people um i mean especially because there aren't many like black male voices in that area yeah as far as like in the the graduate professional area mm-hmm. I feel like there aren't that many black voice black male voices yeah so i think that's awesome too and i've been on a wave of just really like uh let me go ahead and like stop code switching myself so i've been you know using a lot more slang around my colleagues um they've been like kind of adapting some of that slang which has been fun um you know, as I've tweeted about, like I've been in interviews and said, yeah, we get it in and we do our thing. Like, and I still got those positions as well. So it's good to know that like I can be myself and still be appreciated and accepted by like professionals. Not that I was looking for that approval at all, but it's just kind of like nice to have. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm really like coming into my own as a professional and not being such a stiff suit future psychologist. Um, Not to say that is anything wrong with that, but like I, I, I can't live like that. I need to be me. I still need to um, you know, throw the N word around sporadically. I'm not saying it here because we, d- we've decided not to cuss on the podcast, obviously. Um, but yeah, like I, I just got to be myself. Um, but yeah, you know, back to that, like that's something that I've been doing for self care, you know, working on that, um, playing a lot of video games, watching TV. Um, yeah, I think that's where I'm at with it in the campaign. Like, really working to build my platform on social media as a mental health professional. How do you want people to get involved with that? Like, with the, did you self-care today? Um, or, like, what, like, are you going to have the post, like, every Wednesday? Like, just, like. Yeah, I'm definitely doing every Wednesday, but then I'm also working on something for Sunday. And I was going to start it this past Sunday. But because of insecure and because of Easter, like I didn't want to overburden people with like stuff that was going on. So I'm definitely starting it this Sunday. So then that'll be like, you know, me getting my hands in two times a week, um, hoping to get some more interaction. Like I've been getting some pretty good feedback from, you know, some of my colleagues, some of my friends, some people who are just like constant supporters. Um, and that's been like super helpful to my mental health as well. Like just knowing that people do care, people do need it. Um, shout out to my homegirl, Dariana. Like she was saying that, um, like I could be a very good light for the community and like people do need to hear this. And like, although people may not, especially in the black community, people may not take mental health seriously. Like that's what they have me for. And like hearing stuff like that, like that makes me tear up. It makes me like super happy. Um, so yeah, if you see me posting about, did you self-care today? Talk about your self-care regimen, improve your self-care regimen. Like it doesn't matter what self-care looks like. It could be yeah. chores and cleaning. It could be gardening. It could be building Legos, uh, cooking, we've been baking, talking journaling. about this stuff since like, I think when we, since we first started the podcast. So this isn't like something that we're like, oh, like trying to jump on the bandwagon. So like we really do care. We really mm-hmm. do want to hear about like how you're self-caring and yeah. We've always been with that. But I think it's just more... It's really important right now. Yeah, way more essential, like vital even to make sure that you're taking care of yourself because it's stressful. Um, and I'm seeing like a lot of people who are talking about, you know, being more open with their feelings during this time. And I think that that's awesome. As we talked about before, that's the first step to really overcoming and addressing some of those issues mm-hmm. is to acknowledge that they're there, acknowledge what you're feeling, acknowledge the symptoms of those feelings. Um, I mean... 
I, I think there's so much pressure during this time. Um, there's so many posts about like, oh, well, if you don't come out of this with like five businesses and like 10 projects completed and a novel and, you know, all this stuff, then what did you do? And it's like, you know, this time is to be treated differently for everybody. I think, although it is a pandemic and it's very sad, I think that there is a, a silver lining. I don't want to say beauty. Well, no, there is always beauty in the struggle. Mm -hmm. So there's beauty because I feel like it's an opportunity for those of us who are not being impacted by it to like really do what i mean it's kind of like the things have stopped and it's like you get to reset almost and so it's like you choose what you do with the time um like for me i've been reading a lot i've been journaling I'm, my sister got me a self-love book both of us work on this self-love workbook hey and um so we've been working on that and I've just been like really reconnecting with myself and like just processing things. And, you know, that's what I'm choosing to do with my time right now. Mm -hmm. And I did feel pressure at first because I saw a tweet that said something about like, if you don't come out of this time and you don't like have some projects or whatever done, like you can't call yourself a creative and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, that can make you feel like, oh my gosh, like I'm wasting the time, I'm wasting the time. But like me as a creative, I can't create if like in a situation where I'm feeling pressure or where I'm feeling like, oh, I have to create something. I have to do something. I just have to be in a space where I can do it. And maybe that means that I'm like a lazy creator, but it's just like, I've got to be in a space mentally where it's like, okay, like I want to create, I'm here to create as opposed to like, I'm depressed, like. I know we all feel like, well, maybe not we all, but I know a lot of people um, say that they're an empath, but I'm definitely, and I feel like Box can attest to this. Like I'm a very, uh, very empathic person. Yeah, a little too much. A, a little too much to where sometimes <laughs> like the weight of the world, I feel like I try to carry it on my shoulders. Mm -hmm. And in a situation like a pandemic, somebody who is like highly sensitive and like empathic it is very hard to to want to be creative i mean you're just feeling the pain to the point where like box and my sister are both like okay you need to stop watching the news or like yeah. you need to stop get off twitter if you're not good if you're gonna retweet the news get off twitter because it's just like you you hear all these stories and you know people are suffering and it hurts it physically hurts because i feel like i'm so angry i'm so hurt by and there's nothing i can do so I just like, I'm not putting that pressure on myself to create. If it happens, it happens. I would love for it to happen. So I'm really proud of you because like you're like establishing your platform and you're like giving all this knowledge to people. And you know, maybe I'll get to a space where I can do something as far as like for my platform. Yeah. But I've just been reading pretty good books too and working on stuff and writing, writing and taking walks. And that's really how I've been taking care of myself during this. And I feel like some days are really are better than others. Like some days I just feel like I don't know how much longer. Yeah. Like I can, I want to go to the mall. I want to go get tacos. Mm -hmm. I want to go to happy hour. Like, but then it's also like, it's a privilege that that's what my worries are. Yeah. Like I'm true. not worried about, First world problems. how am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to like, and that's a privilege to, to be like, I want to go to the mall. I miss the mall. So I try to check myself and be like, you know what? You're blessed to even 
have a car have to get to the mall. You're blessed to even that that's your concern. You're not thinking about hospital bills. You're not thinking about the hospital or your fa- or you know, I'm healthy, my family's healthy, my friends are healthy, like I'm employed. I'm I'm blessed. But again, not to invalidate how you're that's feeling true. though, like because you know, my favorite thing to say regarding like, you know, when people say our struggles are different, like you at least you don't have this. Like I, I my issue with true. silver lining thinking is that and I probably said this on the podcast before, but if 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 someone gets shot and I get stabbed, we're both going to be in the ER together. Like, That's true. Granted, one pain may be worse. Granted, like one is more severe than the other. Um, but we're both going to go to the same ER. So like that, I don't think that that should minimize your problem. And I just let, use it as a reminder. Yeah. Like, That's fair. Yeah. Like when as long as you. No, no, no. Yeah, I know. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm just saying like the days where, you know, the day, like I've had those days where I just like was crying and I'm like, oh my gosh, like how long is this? Going? Like this is awful. And like, mm-hmm. but then it's just like, all right, like, come on. Like, yeah. So that is just for a me thing. And I don't think, like, I'm glad that you said that. Like the, the thing about being empathic, I don't think, cause that's where my mind was going. If you didn't say it. Um, like a lot of people forget that most creatives are empaths and like you being like one of the most creative and most empathic people, of course, you're going to be affected by it differently. Um, so it's not to say that you're a lazy creator, or lazy creative <laughs> because you are bogged down by the stress of the world. That just goes to show that you need to be practicing what you're preaching to these very people here very true. and taking your self-care just as serious. Yeah. I mean, when you tweet it, I'll be, when you say, how did you self-care today? I replied to you. I'm mm. like, yeah, I need to check myself. It's not just like, oh, let me retweet this. Yeah. It's like, I need to ask myself too. Yeah. That's why too. I kind of like the slogan. It's like, did you, did you self-care, self-care today? But like also like, we need to ask ourselves. Yeah. Like, it's not just, a, oh, we're asking y'all, how did you self-care today? It's like, mm-hmm. we need to ask ourselves too. Yeah, for sure. And it's very good to self-care. And like, not to be confused with um, like complacency or avoidance. Like, I think there is a such thing as like, let me word this right. Oh, I don't think there is a such thing as too much self-care, but I do think there is a way of indulging so much that you become like a procrastinator or that you... I mean, there's boundaries. Yeah, you got to... Yeah, there's boundaries with, every, with everything, yeah. But yeah, like I'd love to hear about some of you guys' self-care tactics and tools. Um, Especially now so we can share those with people. Yeah. Because I feel like now more than ever, like, I know everybody keeps saying, like, oh, we're in this together. But, like, we really are. Mm-hmm. Like, we really are in this together. And so I think even though it's hard, like, for me, Zoom, I'm so tired of it. Like, once work is done, I don't want to get on Zoom. Like, I'm just, it's, it exhausts me. Mm-hmm. But, like. I hate Zoom. I just don't like it. <laughs> like, oh and I feel so bad for students, like. All the students all across the, the country, I feel so bad for because I can't imagine. I feel like a lot of professors, their expectations have not changed. At all, bro. They expect people to sit on, on two-hour Zoom calls and learn this material where it's just like some people. I've just heard so many stories from students, and it's just like, oh, no. Zoom is awful. Yeah, don't but, even get me started on these professors, please, but, <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't go there. But um but there's so many ways to connect with people. That's that's why I brought up Zoom because I was saying outside of Zoom. But there's so many ways to connect with people. And um like now more than ever we really do need each other. 
And we need, like, those ideas and just, like, people, we need to be empathetic. Like, we do need to understand that, like, we're all being impacted by this. Yeah. To different degrees, obviously, but, like, we're all being impacted by this. Right. And I think we we just need to have that extra bit of patience and compassion for, like, our neighbors and, like, strangers because we're all impacted. But don't touch them. Yeah, but don't touch them. No handshakes or hugs or anything. Stop touching with your hands. Yeah, none of That's that. That's my favorite video of the year. And then, uh, well, I guess the last thing that I was working on is my research. Because I did say I was in a grad program, right? Okay. Well, if I did, I mean, whatever. It's not a secret anymore. It ain't a secret. <laughs> That's a favorite phrase. But um, I'm working on my master's and... There's like a master's research project. And for that, I am working on, um, how did I phrase it? I want to read exactly what it is. All right. So disability rights, intersectionality, and access to opportunities and resources. And I love my research. Anybody who knows me knows that disability rights is like, like my life passion. And, uh, what are you looking up? Keep going. Oh, everybody knows that it is my life. <laughs> okay. But yeah, everybody who knows me knows that disability rights is like my life's passion. Um, and then that comes with just like the intersectionality component, I think, is more so something like a new passion for me. Uh, but accessibility is something that I've always been passionate about and like what? <laughs> Why oh. are you being weird? Dude? Keep <laughs> you, talking. you made a face. Um, accessibility is something that I've been passionate about for years. I mean, I want to open my own adult day program. That's not a secret either. So I'm really, really, really excited about my research. I've been having a really good time uh, researching and writing and so I don't have to really have like the majority of that done for a while, but yeah, that's something that I've been working on too. Mm-hmm. So that's that's about all my school stuff that I talk about. The rest of school has been ready for it to go over. <laughs> that's really awesome, and like, I'm really you, proud you, of the work you. that you've been doing. As we all know, you've always been a disability rights advocate, so it's great to see that you were able to like put some research behind that and like yeah, really kind of enhance or you know at least. Get people thinking about accessibility and uh, universal design and things like that. Yeah. Um, like it, it makes me extremely happy. Like I said, like I wouldn't call myself ableist in the past um, because I have worked with individuals with physical and mental dis- disabilities in the past. So it's something that has been on my mind. But like I will say, since being with you, it's something that's been brought more to the forefront of my mind. That's good. Um, and like I'm constantly thinking about it. Like. I just watched this TED talk the other day that even pushed me thinking even more like, you know, this is random, but it was just saying like, you know, have you ever been at a grocery store and you step in front of someone and you do that little awkward song and dance where it's like, oh, you go right, they go left. And then you go left, they go right. And like, you're basically like going in the same direction with each other. You know, imagine that same encounter if one of the individuals was blind and the other individual was deaf. Like, that could be extremely yeah. difficult. So just even thinking about, like, little stuff like that and the need to enhance universal design has been, like, you know, even more um, and, a more necessity. And I feel like this pandemic also shines a light on just how much, like, work we have to do as far as creating 
a society that's accessible. Because, I mean, it, things are hard for just, like, people in general. But, like, imagine that community and, like, what they're going through right now. Like, it's very difficult. Very. So, yeah. Uh, you can use this time to, like, work on life passion stuff. Because mm-hmm. that's something that I've been working on. And that, it does really fuel me. And it is really exciting. Even though it's for school. It's, like, really exciting. And I do enjoy doing research and stuff for it. Yeah, research so, is me search, man. You got That's a very good mantra. That makes it much easier to be invested. Like I could not imagine not doing hip hop now. <laughs> yeah. I literally le- eat, sleep, breathe. I remember hip-hop. we had the conversation about it. Yeah. And I'm like when you were just like, I don't know, like if I should do that or if I should just work on like like your idea that you already had. Feeling discouraged because of hegemonic norms, man. Yeah. And like the same people who benefit from those hegemonic norms were also like, you know what? F that. Like, you got to be able to do something that's beneficial to you and your people. Exactly. And I mean, it's hard to do that. Especially when you, like, I mean, you don't know people who, like, have gone through this process. I mean, you know people, but you know what I mean? Like, you don't just have, read, like, that much access to so many people who've done this. So it's like you're kind of figuring it out on your own. Mm-hmm. Um, it is easy for less than 1% of the world have PhDs. And I cannot imagine what that number is for black people. Like I guarantee it's less than like a third of a percent. It has to be. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Which also made me think, because when you told me that I was like, really? Because I feel like so many more people have their PhD, but then I guess that just means that you you kind of only see things by like what you typically see every day, mm-hmm. and like the only people I really see in Memphis are people who are in grad programs. So yeah, that's true. It's like yeah, I do think everybody's getting a PhD if that's all that I see and that's all that I'm around. Yeah, I'm seeing something that in 2004, not just black men but black people as a whole make up 7.1 percent of those total doctorate degrees. So of that 1% of the world, yeah. black people made up 7% of that 1%. Of that less than Ooh, 1%. That's I can't horrible. even think. Like, I don't even know how small of a number that is. But that was 2004. Subject to be different now. But the fact that the first statistic that I pulled up was from 2004, that says a lot. Yeah. Um, so... I don't know what we were talking about, about the self care and our okay. programs. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, also, we're not saying go get a PhD either. I'm just saying, like, I am. I mean, I, hey. Let's get together and make this whole world believe us. You well, let me? me say it's a lot of hard work. So, I would say think about that commitment before you commit to it. Just a few technical difficulties, really quick. Okay. I think we're good mm-hmm. um is there any other pieces we want to get to i feel like we just wanted to really focus on self-care yeah this i think week. i think next time we'll have a bit more we just kind of wanted to check in and make sure you guys are taking care of yourself yeah and i um selfishly promised raja that we will have something oh. by thursday so <laughs> oh <laughs> this so is this also is- a good way of holding ourselves true because if i promise something you promise something is that how that goes oh well 
Thank you, Raja, for always holding us accountable. Yeah, thank you so much. And and please post that video of you and your um, your violin because I'd love oh, to yeah. hear it. Yeah, yeah. And you can maybe give a lesson or two to a brother like me because mm-hmm. I am very interested in learning. I haven't played in such a long time. So I, when I, I didn't even know that she played. So when I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, that makes me want to play again. I have an acoustic guitar. It's collecting dust. Yeah. <laughs> it needs a tune-up. But yeah, Let's thank you, there. Raja, for always, always holding us accountable and yeah. supporting us. Mm-hmm. Is that all we have for today? For yeah. this week? Yeah, I think that that is good for us. Um, just want to end by saying again, you know, we're asking again, did you self-care today? And if your answer to that is no, I need you to get on that immediately. Even if you're listening... Every, even if you're listening to this at 9 a.m., I need some. There's no time limit on self-care. Is there? No. <laughs> I'm like, there's no time limit on self-care. But get on it, though. Do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We will talk to you guys next week. All right. Thanks Wait, for Wait, is that in. everything? I feel like we had more than we usually have. Y'all heard her say we'll talk to you guys next week, right? Is there? There's usually more we say after that. I would give like a quote or something. Oh, I don't have a quote today. Yeah, I'll give you guys one <laughs> next week. Just read read Box's Twitter thread. Oh wow, we're coming up on like a different track number. I forgot to delete it. Okay, well we gotta go. So this was perfect timing. We gotta go. Uh, check out Box's Twitter thread. Yeah, I have two his... threads: one on emotional management and another on six steps to becoming more mindful. Yeah, so check those out. And then yeah. tell, tell us how you decided to self-care today. Yeah, and tell other people to follow us so that way our platform can grow and we can reach more cool people. Even though you guys are awesome. Yeah. Uh, at Box Jetson, that's B-O-X-X-J-E-T-S-O-N on Instagram and Twitter. And at Case Rotation on Twitter. And you. At Case Rotation. S P I N Z C C O. Yeah, that's me. All right, guys. Bye.